And Hoagie's Garage, 12 points, championship race savers. Yes, Jacob Hughes. Jacob Hughes. By one point. Over our guy. Over our guy. <laughs> this is going to be a tough podcast. No, nah, it's We'll not. be nice. We'll be yeah, nice. It's not. Jacob deserves it. You know, he, he, I don't believe he has a win, but he's been very consistent yep. the yep. whole year. Well, we, you sold him some t-shirts. And I brought them to him on Sunday night. And I said, hey, good luck tonight. I said, we'll probably be rooting for your competition, but good luck anyhow, I told him. <laughs> yeah, so... And, you know, it's good for him. Um, excited to see what he's all done with yep. racing. I really don't know Jacob very well. So um, that's why we do these podcasts. We just we, find out more about him. We learn stuff, and then two weeks later I forget it, and i got to re-listen to the podcast to educate myself again. Saturday, Sunday, Pacusets, Bull Haulers Bra. Yep. Let's get out there and support that race. Vulcan's brothers are amazing. And let's show some support this weekend. Hey, we would like to thank our newest sponsor, Tobe. Yeah. Husets Speedway. Isn't it great to have Husets back? Oh, it is. What, oh, a, man. what a great attribute to the area. So awesome. So our new sponsorship, um, basically what we are doing is we are going to have a show um, each week after a normal, regular show. Right, Tobe? Yep, yep. Normal show. Try to get the three winners together. Well, not at the same time, but same night, hopefully. And put together a little half-hour podcast with the winners to see how they talk about their night and yep, go just from be there. a five ten minute conversation. Well, with, yeah, uh, like we've ever had a five ten minute conversation, but we're with, not shooting for an hour show yep, or anything. With but each driver and uh, just talk about Husets and how the night went and yeah, see how it goes. So again, we want to thank Husets Speedway for allowing us to do this. Yep, and who knows, maybe it'll lead to something else. All right, we're back at the garage with Jacob. Um, go ahead and tell us a little about yourself and your family, Jacob. Um, I am 22 years old. I turned 23 just a couple days after the points banquet, actually. But uh, got my start in racing in four-wheelers, flat-track four-wheeler racing. My dad raced a pedal bike as a kid and then uh, kind of always wanted to do, like, more motorsports stuff and stuff like that. So I started racing when I was four and a half, five years old on a flat track four-wheeler out at Sulana Cycle Club in Renner, South Dakota. So that's kind of my upbringing. And then um, we ran some local quad racing stuff and did a little bit of national series racing on that when I was a kid and rode dirt bikes and went from there. And then I think oh, I must have been 14. We ended up getting a micro sprint because the quad scene was kind of starting to die out at the national level and ended up running micro for three to four years there around Houston Speedway and then uh, just a couple of traveling tracks back when the mini Icota micro sprint series was going that was ran by Wade Huseman and then that ended up um, diminishing so then we started that next year we went to ran like Sweet Springs and stuff and just kind of traveled around a little bit with it and then we weren't even so much planning on making the jump to 305 sprint cars at that time but a dude out of Des Moines had a uh, micro, he had a 305 sellout, and he wanted my micro, so we ended up trading my micro and a spare motor for his 305 sellout, and then uh, the rest was history. Our first year was pretty pretty rough in the 305. We ran our first race at Jackson. I think I was running fourth, and it was a pretty caution-filled feature. I ended up running out of fuel coming out of turn two on the last lap, <laughs> so that was a little That's bit a aggravating. Bummer. Yep, and then we ended up going the next night to Houston's, and I flipped down the front stretch and it turned one. <laughs> and in the heat race, 
So that was night two of the year, right away at the beginning of the season. And we tore that all apart, got the frame fixed up. And then I think we came back the next night in the spring in the oil pump that makes pressure broke going on the front stretch of Jackson when it was still a half mile. So then that broke. And then our next race back, we got a fresh bottom end in the 305, and we were pushing off for the heat race. I was supposed to start pulling my heat race, and the crank broke. Holy and that crap. was our first year in a 305 sprint car. So that was a pretty testing testing start to the bigger sprint car racing. Can't, can't say you weren't micros. determined to go racing because you're still here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. We tried pretty dang hard. <laughs> That's, you know, since you had all those issues, I'm going to get to this question right now. Who, who helps you out? On the car itself? Yeah. Uh, in the shop, it's just me and my dad. Okay. Uh, my dad runs, like, motor maintenance and does the fueling and stuff like that. And I run bars, mess with the shocks, go over everything for maintenance-wise. We have, like, a, oh, it's got to be about 20, 25-point spreadsheet on a clipboard every week where we go over everything we possibly can to maintenance. Grease everything you can, look over everything you can. One, just because, I mean, it's a confidence booster for me in the car, knowing that it's as safe as it possibly can when I uh, hit the racing surface. And I'm more confident in the equipment that way. And uh, that stuff ain't cheap. <laughs> no, no. If you find a little crack and stuff, especially because we went and ran Knoxville once or twice this season, so a tiny little crack in a high end or something could really, really destroy everything well, when you're going badly that at a fast. big track like yeah. that. Well, any track, but the speeds are greater. Like that breaks. Yeah, in the shop, it's just me and my dad, and it gets pretty uh, it gets pretty trying and testing sometimes, but it's fun. It's good to spend quality time with my dad and do what we love. Absolutely. Do you get more help at the track then, or? Yeah, uh, I got, his name is Matt Haugen. He owns Haugen Heating and Air Conditioning. That's one of my dad's pretty good buddies. He's been helping me out here for a couple years, just doing whatever he can, and he shows up at the track, helps out, and then... Uh, a guy named Cody Hall, that's his buddy, Matt's buddy. He comes and helps every once in a while. And then got a little 15-year-old named Kyler that runs the push quad. And then his buddy comes and helps me sometimes. And they just kind of help out where they can. Otherwise, I do I do a lot of like the deciding of the setup and everything at the track and all that kind of stuff. But sometimes it's nice when we do actually have crew help. So then I can focus on driving the car and watching the track surface and what they're doing for prep and stuff. But... A lot of times it's just me and my dad. So so Kyler's going to hear this tonight, and he's going to be pretty proud that you said his name. He, oh, I'll yeah. see him in the hallways at West Lyon tomorrow. And I guarantee you he will have listened to the podcast before then. He's a good little kid. I think he hangs around to ride my little pit quad around most of the time. But he's good help. You bet. He is. He's a great, great kid. So Yeah, um, he's pretty good at doing the push quad. And everybody knows that's not always the easiest job, especially when you're five foot two and you can't see what's in front of the car. Well, that way he doesn't have to look under the wing. He's there already. That's right. That's right. He always says he knows what's, what's what he can see in front of me, but I know he can. <laughs> that's why you got brakes in the sprint car. That's right. That's right. I just don't watch my hand signals. If I tell you to stop, stop. <laughs> So, Heck, I go by that in the push truck. I'm looking for hand signals to stop right, and go. That's right. Yeah. And everybody's got different signals, and they're different about every time. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk Sunday. Um, you won the points championship at Houston's, which congratulations for that. Um, what what was that race like for you? I mean, were you were you nervous going in? What what was your thoughts, and how'd the race go? Oh, I wouldn't exactly say nervous. It was just weird because we ran that last race, and 
I think the second to last race, I was going into it, I only had two points on Lee. And then I ended up doing pretty good that second to last race and got it to five points. And then uh, we had that month-long break or whatever from Houston's three weeks. But the last race I had ran before that was at 360 Nationals. So a lot of people were pretty stirred up over the whole qualifying format and stuff. But since we took the leap up and we're running some 360 shows and stuff this year, I'm sort of getting a lot more used to qualifying and dipping my feet in the water with that. But when they said it was a one-lap qualifying effort, I was like, oh, boy, you better hold the steering wheel as straight as you can. And then I ended up going out second car. So I was like, oh, I don't even know. The top looked good, but I knew I needed to go to the bottom. So we ended up putting down that good lap, qualifying second. Got out of our heat race there, so I knew I was set up all right. And then I knew it was going to be fun because I was battling with Lee, and I knew being lined up inside of him, that'd be a, it'd be a pretty good show. But I tightened my race car up a lot more than I ever have prior when we did that. When we went and ran the 360 Nationals, I was forcing myself to drive a lot tighter race car than I've ever been comfortable with just because of my big track in Knoxville. You just scrub so much speed when you're loose. So I was driving a pretty tight car there at the beginning. Um, we were really good on the bottom when the bottom was still there. And then all those red flag laps, I'm not really sure what exactly happened, but uh, we had a brand new right rear tire on. And at the end of that thing, it was completely blistered and, I mean, it looked like it had ran like 55 laps on a gravel road. I don't know if it ended up like got good heat in it and then kept getting cold. I don't know if it ended up sealing over or what the deal was. But when they ended up shortening the race, I was kind of upset about it at first because I wasn't really there. I'm not a points racer. I just wanted to win the race if I possibly could. So I wanted to just keep racing. And then uh, Lee ended up going around me there on the cushion because the car in front of me wouldn't take off. So then I followed him up to the cushion that next lap and hit a hole, and the car went on just the right rear, and I thought it was over from there. So after that, I was like, tried to hit the bottom, tried to hit the bottom, and then I think Bosma got around me, and I was like, oh, no. And I knew that I knew how many points I needed to be, like how many cars I needed to be close to Levi. So I ended up just pretty much having to run the cushion, pretty much biting my fingernails up there because the car was not set up for it. It was it was pretty interesting. It got pretty nerve wracking at the end. <laughs> Pressure was no. mounting, you saying? Yeah, when the when the checkered flag dropped and I looked up at the scoreboard, I I thought I had enough like points. I was like, I think I got it by one, but then I just wasn't really sure. But I'll probably never forget that moment of slowing down at a turn two, like just holding my breath for that long. I was like, I think we did it, but I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta get out of the car and find out. <laughs> Yeah, then I got to the pitch, and I was like, did we do it? And then I was like, I don't know. I'm like, good, we're all on the same page, and nobody knows. <laughs> Thanks for all the help, guys. Yeah. You guys had one job. <laughs> yeah. I was like, come on now. Somebody's got to give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down. <laughs> and it was a thumbs up, so it was all good for you. Yeah, I was like, oh, that was cool. It was fun to race with Lee all season. He's a heck of a competitor, him and Ballinger and those dudes like that. And yep. That 305 class, pretty it's interesting because the gap between the good cars and the beginners, and then there's even some people that have been doing it for 10, 15 years, but the gap between the good cars and the more of your, like, 15th to 20th place cars is so crazy, yeah. especially nights when there's not a B main. I mean, you'll be running, like, remember there was one night, it was me, me, um, Lee, and Dusty Ballinger, and we were coming out of turn four, three wide. And I was on the I was on the outside car, and then we ended up I think passing the 28 G car. Yep. We were four wide down the front stretch, 
And I was like, oh, this is not going to end well at all. <laughs> You're on the outside. Well, That's the wrong yeah, spot to be on that deal. I was up against the concrete wall, and I was like, wow, you put yourself in a bad spot here. But it ended up all working out. But it's crazy sometimes when you go around and you start getting into lap traffic. It's... Yep. You're either grinning ear to ear or you're fully pretty well puckered up most of the time. Yeah, stuck right to the seat. But, yeah, that's, well, that's what the 305 class is. You know, it's for the intro thing to get people started in sprint cars. And, right. And, you know, you get the guys that have gotten it figured out, and then you got the ones that are still learning. So it, it makes it right. fun to watch, I guess, because you get to lap traffic so fast up there. So Yeah, this year I ended up, my confidence went up quite a bit. Um, that first car that we ended up wrecking my first year in the 305, that thing had sat underneath a car cover for probably four years in our in our shop back in the cold storage area. And then last year we ran, we tried to do some 360 racing and our engine expired the second night out. So we just dropped a 360 in that car. And I was like, mm, I kind of like this car. So <laughs> then we ended up putting the 305 back in that thing at the end of the season. And we almost won that... Uh, 305 race at Oskaloosa that Terry McCarl puts on there okay. last year during the Nationals and we ended up losing a cylinder they're going to run a third or something but not a good amount of it and then we ended up starting to run that car but that's pretty much all the equipment that I started racing back in 2015 with I mean down to the radius rods high ends. I think we changed the rear end and the motor put a different seat in it so it's not exactly the it looks pretty nice from the grandstands, but the right side arm guard's still duct taped and zip tied together from when I flipped that thing way back in the day. <laughs> it's it's a good sixty footer, but hey, that's like a little nice pickup I got. Some stuff. It's like you know, it's it's like it's good equipment, but it's not it's not the not the greatest equipment. Yeah, like some but of the guys. The job like, done for you. Their, that's the main thing. Yeah, I look at some of those guys and their super nice cars out there. And I'm like, wow, that that's awesome. But I just I just don't know. <laughs> Especially running Houston Speedway weekly, it's like. Oh. I don't know if I want to bring anything all that fantastic out here right now. <laughs> hey, we're going to take a quick quick break, Jacob, and we'll be right back. Sounds good. Co-op Energy, your tri-state supplier for all your energy needs. Tires for cars, trucks, and tractors, and fuel like farm fuel, gas, and propane to heat your house and all your livestock barns. Co-op Energy even supplies the propane for the propane pusher. Co-op Energy has several convenient stores in towns located near your local tracks. Stop in before the race to get your gas, snacks, and beer. If interested in doing business with CEC, give Randy a call, 712-400-8216. One more time, 712-400-8216. To set up an account, or you can visit our website at www.coopenergyco.com to find a location near your favorite track. Some of those locations are Wildcat Junction in Larchwood, Jackrabbit Junction in Sibley, in Worthington, the Interstate Sea Store, or the Blue Line Truck Stop. In Lakefield, it's Junction 86, and in Milford, Boji Junction. Stop by and see what they have for you. <laughs> All right, we're back at Hoagie's Garage. Uh, tell us what what does the championship mean to you? Uh, it's pretty sweet. I can't really remember the last time I won a championship. I was probably like eight nine years old on a four wheeler. Um, that 
when it was still Badlands that last year, we were running that micro, and I think I won two to three races in a row at the beginning of the season, and then they ended up doing that weird, like, second chance coins thing or whatever. But uh, we were racing against Shane Fick at that time, and Shane ended up winning the last seven races of the season and winning the points championship, and it came down pretty close to it, but that one kind of stunk, and then... Uh, we're not, we weren't really points racing by any means, but at the beginning of the season, Dad's like, it'd be cool at least to hit every show and make a good run at points, because I think last year we missed maybe one or two races. And um, then it was just pretty cool to have uh, my name and our family our family operation to have that etched in a Houston Speedway uh, record book for... Forever. Well, It'll be there yes, forever. forever. Yeah. I don't think it's fully even set in yet. There in November, maybe when we get the trophy and I'm up on stage, how am I going to do a a speech it'll probably set in pretty quick then but <laughs> you can start practicing your speech now and you'll have it all <laughs> yeah. down in i'm pretty good at uh, i'm pretty good at speaking in front of a crowd it's just sometimes when i have, have to wear like nicer clothes and everyone else is in nicer clothes it kind of throws me off yeah it's not the norm <laughs> yeah it's pretty dang cool for sure but you brought it up again with the four-wheelers and stuff and i have to ask because it's just what i need to know because I ask everybody that run four-wheelers or motorcycles, did you break anything while you were, I mean, bones-wise, did you break anything while uh, you were running them? Not too many of them, but, I mean, yeah, some good fractures, brains, muscles. I mean, they beat the heck out of you, that's for sure. A lot of people <laughs> say the cage comes with age, but we still continue to ride motocross for fun and ride the quads. If I'm not uh, I'm not at Houston, I'm usually at some other form of racing, and... Um, that happens usually before where there's most Saturday nights out there at Renner. Yep. So what you're saying is you really like racing in general. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You won't see me racing a pedal bike, but anything with a motor that I get an opportunity, I would love to race it. So what what do you like about Houston's? I like that it's smaller. Like, don't get me wrong, like Jackson's still a fun track to get around, and uh, Knoxville is just playing awesome speed but uh i like the smaller high bank bull rings like that where you can run top to bottom and like there's been a, quite a few races or even my heat race on sunday i was running the bottom of one and two and the cushion of three and four and it's one of those things where you can gain your speed back and all of a sudden in the blink of an eye you could you could go from driving on your own to being a pack of six cars in a hurry and everything just happens so fast i'm really excited this weekend to get to try it in a 360 where i get to go faster yeah, those four ten guys. Those dudes are gladiators. I just watch those dudes scream around that place. I'm like, I like the uh, like the part of really no time to think. Yeah, you just do. Well, yeah. Like on those bigger tracks, you're like thinking about like when you're going to turn the car into the corner, where you're going to hit it, whatever. He sits you're just on, you're just on full send mode basically. So you're running the three sixties then Sunday. You were telling us you got anything else lined up for the year? Or will that be about it then? Oh, I think there's a, I think there's a 360 show at the end of, uh, sometime, maybe the end of September at Rock Rapids we might try to hit, but our 360 motor that we have spit the push rod out of it at the 360 Nationals, so we're renting the 360 motor from a local guy, and then in the process of trying to find uh, a better 360, but the prices of 360s these days are going through the roof again. Yeah. Well, not to bum you out, but I don't think there's anything left in Rocky. Well, maybe my calendar's wrong then. Who knows? Yeah, I ain't gonna. Get, I ain't guaranteeing. Right no, no. Tom's Tom's wrong more than he's right, but I don't remember. They didn't tell me about anything, or I don't remember having to line up so, or go pushing. So, so next year, do you see yourself? Wrong, 
still in a 305 or do you see yourself moving up to uh, you know 360 or what what's what do you think next year um right now tentatively we are gonna try to run every week we can at knoxville in a 360 awesome gonna try to take that step up and uh the race against that caliber of that caliber of dudes see see what we can stack up with them they always say that houston's will make you a driver and Knoxville will make you famous yeah so we're gonna we're before. gonna try to go do that and uh see how that works out hopefully the first half of the season Got to try to get some more sponsors behind board and stuff to be able to cover that decent fuel every week to go run there. But um, Houston's and Oxford are the two best facilities I've been to myself, and especially uh, racing-wise. They treat you like family and bring you in. And It's nice. It'd be really cool to be able to try to get a couple starts here in the next year or two in a 410, but we still have one 305 motor, and I do believe we have one still sitting at the – at our motor builder, Matasera, at Outcast Engines. So I think next year we might just keep one of the cars together with a 305 and show up every once in a while and ruffle a couple feathers. I'm not done yet fooling the 305 class. I still got to win one of those dang races. I can't hang the helmet up on that class yet until I win one. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of seconds and thirds, but we got to win one. Uh, well, it got you a title by being consistent, so. Yep, yep. That, that came down to consistency and discipline, and that was uh, on the track, off the track, in the shop maintenance even down to wash days i do all yep. my washing pretty well alone unless kyler and uh, his buddy carter come and help me out but otherwise i wash for a couple hours by myself i'll load the trailer do everything a lot of times it gets a little bit uh gets a little bit tiring but it's worth it yeah well anything fun is tiring it seems like that's right that's right anytime you go on vacation you got to come home to rest so and anything anything worth working for is work uh worth working hard for yep there you go perfect um, um, why don't you mention your sponsors once? I mean, obviously you can't race without them, so. Yeah, uh, got Beatty Forsyth Heating and Air Conditioning. Got Beatty Forsyth Heating and Air Conditioning, GNR Controls, Dakota Land Trucking, Next to Nature Landscaping. Um, let's see. If I have to guess, he's walking around the car to see if he can get them all. <laughs> Getting them. I'm close to it. <laughs> uh, yeah. We got Beatty Forsyth Heating and Air Conditioning, GNR Controls, Dakota Land Trucking, A&B Auto Specialists, Next to Nature Landscaping, Lakeside Docks and Sales, Seafoam, Lockdown Motorsports, Cook Media House, Inca Mexican Restaurant, Outcast Racing Engines, and Art Designs. All right. Sounds good. A lot hey. of those are pretty well just like some family friends and uh, a couple of people that like to watch me drive in circles. Well, that's a lot of people like to watch you drive in circles. Just some of them are paying you to do it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll end up here with some speed questions for you. Pretty simple. If you don't know an answer, just pass on it. But um, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Oh, Snickers. Perfect. Oh, I just bought some of them the other day, them ice cream snicker bars. They're kind of Oh, addicting. those are good. Yeah. Those are good. Um, well, I since I bought them, my wife bought them for me. But um, cat, <laughs> or dog, cat or a dog person? Dog. Do you have any hobbies other than racing? 
No, not really. Working, I guess. <laughs> well, I don't know why I'd call that a hobby. That's just what we got to do to have our hobbies. Pretty much work and race. That's about it. Do you, do you have a favorite movie? Uh, does long pedal videos count? Sure, sure I have we no don't idea care. what that is, but yeah. If you don't know who Log Pedal Production is, you might want to go on YouTube and check them out. All right. Log Pedal? Say it one yeah, more loud, time. Loud Pedal. Loud, like loud Pedal. And then Pedal. Okay. They used to make uh, some pretty cool sprint car videos, but I don't think they've done any for a while. All right. Oh, well. God. Well, maybe not tonight anymore. It's going to be my bedtime time I get home. <laughs> uh, let's see. Where are we at? Um, snow or rain? What do you oh. like better? Snow. Oh, did I skip favorite movie? How about a favorite? Oh. No, we did that already. Never mind me. Who is, who is, ah, pardon me, it's been a long night already. Let's try this one more time. Do you have a role model or somebody that you've looked up to over the years? Oh, well, probably my dad. You bet. You have a favorite place to go out to eat? Oh, I love the Hartford Steakhouse. Ooh, there you go. Uh, what's your favorite holiday? Hmm. Probably Thanksgiving. It's right around uh, my birthday time. And then every Thanksgiving weekend, I have Midwest Supercross in Sioux Falls. So I celebrate my birthday, and then I get to eat good food on Thanksgiving. And uh, then there's always two week, or two nights of uh, Supercross racing indoors. Can't go wrong with that. Thrill food, racing, and family. <laughs> the three main things. Um, what app on your phone do you use the most? Uh, probably Facebook to scroll through sprint car racing classifieds <laughs> and marketplace. Um, how many speeding tickets have you gotten? Not a single one. Two warnings. Oh, that a boy. What's What's the fastest you've ever driven on the highway, though? Uh, I think we hit 174 one time. Oh, my God. Did you say 70, 174? Yeah. That could almost be a record for us. Uh, that's fast. We're going to have to make a spreadsheet on our answers <laughs> just to see who's... <laughs> I was riding passenger to that one, but that was pretty crazy. Yeah. Oh, that had, you got to have a pretty good grip on the door handle. I would have been by then. <laughs> yeah, at least it had good racing harnesses in it. Oh, well, that helps. Uh, what's your favorite drink? Bushlight. And if you had all the money in the world, what car, vehicle, truck, what would you own if you could buy anything you wanted? Just more sprint cars. <laughs> there you go. Spoken like a true racer. <laughs> Well, Jacob, again, congrats on the championship at Hussets. Um, we wish you the best the rest of the year, and thanks and, for coming on. Yep, appreciate you coming. Appreciate it, guys. All, All right, right, you take care. You as well. Fulkins Brothers Trucking, complete livestock hauling. A load with us is a load off your mind. Since 1979, call Trim at 800-831-8553. That's Fulkins Brothers Trucking. Um, call Trim at 800-831-8553. And thank you, fellas, for being part of our show. Hey, we're back, Tope. Another good one. I say it every time, but nice kid. Hey, we've done a lot tonight. Well, we have. I'm starting to stumble a little bit on my questions there towards the end. I should have drank more Pepsi maybe to keep me going. I only had one. Yeah, but what a great night. I yeah. mean, Jacob, Jacob was good. Find out so many interesting things about him, you know. He he had a rough go when, oh, he, when started. he started. Oh, what a bad How couple many weeks! People would have kept going. Oh, <laughs> you almost had to, you got to wonder a little bit. Shows he truly loves racing. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, 
Yeah. Again, did. congratulations on the championship at Houston's. Yep. Well absolutely. deserved. Yep, absolutely. Like we had hinted that we didn't think he'd won one, and he hadn't, but consistency is what gets you champions. Absolutely. So, again, congrats to Jacob Hughes. Uh, he'll, he said it maybe won't settle in until he gets the trophy. Yep, at, yep. Uh, we'll see how his speech goes at the, at the banquet. So. Yep, yep. All right. So, again, congrats to him, and Till we're next done time. for the night. We're done. All right. I'd like to thank Octane Inc. from T, South Dakota. They pretty much do a little bit of everything. They are known for their wraps. They wrap golf carts, uh, snowmobiles, um, trailers, sprint cars, hobby stocks. It doesn't matter. Uh, side by sides, they wrap it. Uh, they also do coolers and they will also do clothing. You can have t-shirts made there. Um, you name it, these guys can do it. I work with Brett uh, Vanderbrink all the time. He is amazing, and I can't thank him enough for how much he helps me. And if I were you guys, I would definitely check out Octane Inc. You can contact them by calling 605-213-8343. It is 800 East Prescott in T, South Dakota. And again, they're just great people to work with.